Perfect. Excellent. We're back. Part three, episode one. Viking. 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 So the screen comes, uh, the fade, fade in from black on uh, green uh, typeface text, like what we have seen. It's very sci-fi standard um, MS-DOS typeface. And it reads two hours later. And uh, the ship is at uh, medium engine burn and we're moving. And we cut into the bridge where... Um, uh, comms officer Gep, Captain Winger, and Frankie, pilot Frankie, are all on the bridge together, and they're all uh, fixated on the forward screen as Frankie is deftly piloting the ship um, into uh, close proximity to Saturn's rings. Uh, there are millions of i mean people should know this but saturn's rings are not in fact solid objects but they're made of billions and billions of small rocks that have been caught in the same gravity well and we see in the distance amongst all of these relatively small meteoroids and space rocks that make up the ring a large rotating uh asteroid that is tumbling amongst this debris and we we hear uh uh, Captain Winger say, that's it. That's where we're headed. Frankie, I'm going to need you to get us in close, okay? All right. <clears throat> so, uh, Frankie, go ahead and make a piloting with dexterity, please. Um, dexterity? Mm-hmm. I have piloting, so I add 10 yep. to my what? To whatever, or not dexterity, yeah. speed. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. God. We'll get there. I know how games are. <clears throat> that is a 40, which is uh, less. So I win. Okay, so you were able to... Because that would be... Maneuver the ship around the small meteoroids and debris that are surrounding the rings of Saturn. And... Um, you get to the uh, the object on the the, the heads up display of the ship um, creates an outline around the asteroid that you are headed to, and it uh, an, a name pops up and it says Object A Eleven, and it gives you an approximate distance in hundreds of or in thousands of meters, and you you see that the, the it's getting closer. So you are uh, gradually approaching the um, the asteroid. A11? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see the captain reach up to the... Uh, <laughs> reach up to the uh, ship comms and pulls down the uh, all speaker throughout the whole ship. Doo-doo. All right, everybody, this is Captain Winger. Uh, we're approaching the object. If you're not on uh, if you're not on the offload team, secure yourselves to the deck and uh, uh, maintain a seated and locked position until I come back over comms. Thank you. And he puts the um, walkie back up on the on the thing on the uh, cradle. All right, uh, 
Take us in nice and slow, Frankie. No crazy maneuvers. The uh, Marines are going to be on the aft uh, airlock, which means rear airlock, aft, right? Aft is rear, isn't it? Why couldn't you just say rear? It's because it's space words, Frankie, space words. The, uh, the aft is toward the stern of the ship. Stern, thank you. And anyway, the rear airlock. And uh, just take us in nice and slow. And then all of a the sudden, there are proximity alarms that start alerting all over the bridge. <laughs> Holy shit. Roll piloting for me at disadvantage. So what does, <clears throat> what does disadvantage mean in this game? Sure. So disadvantage in Mothership means that um, you roll... Oh, you just roll your percentile dice twice and take the lowest. Oh, okay. Or take the worst, so, so I'm the still highest. still at piloting with speed? Yep. Okay. So my first roll was a 75. Okay, which is a failure, right? Yep. And the... Uh, 11? Yes. Cool. So you could have critically succeeded, but be- yeah. because it's at disadvantage, you take the worst roll. So the 75... Um, That's a critical fail. Nope. No? Nope. It's just a regular failure. Okay. Uh, so you see on the proximity alarm, uh, there is an object that's rapidly approaching the ship, and you have no time to maneuver out of the way. A The sound of ripping metal and hard vacuum uh, explodes throughout the ship. Everyone is jostled sideways. Uh, the comms comms officer Gep is like bracing himself uh, at the comm station and this impact throws him up against the wall and uh, you take uh, the ship is taking damage and what do you do pilot? Try to dodge it or try to get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so roll I'm- roll piloting again for me and roll at advantage. So same thing. You just take the higher. Mm-hmm. We'll take the lower. Or lower. Sorry. Yeah. yeah that's take gonna, the better. Yeah. That's the gonna, better. That's going to take a lot of yeah. for me to get used to. Okay. So my first roll is a twenty three, which would be a success. Yep. We're looking for a crit now. Yeah, and that is a seventy three, or no, a thirty seven. Sorry. Twenty three so. is better. Yeah, they both would succeed. If you were so. worried about magnet orders of magnitude or whatever you were saying. Yeah. Right. So we just needed a success in this case. Um, so Wing- Captain Winger turns to you and says, get us the fuck out of here, pilot. It, Captain. And so you put, what do you do to like get the ship out of here? I guess, like, how do you fly the ship to get the fuck out of here? Uh, yeah, just c- crank her, uh, give her a big wide turn, school bus turn, and uh, pull a push up lever to kick her into gear. So you uh, you go to uh, put it to maximum thrust and you get yeah, you dozens more alarms that's, uh, that uh, are reading all of your heads up display and your um, sensors are telling you like a negative thrust variant, alert, alert, alert. Christ, Hull Captain, breach, hull we? breach. He's like, I, I don't know what the fuck. Oh shit. Proximity alarm. And another uh, impact is felt throughout the whole ship, and everyone is jostled again. Uh, Albert hops on the comm with the, the, on the general comm and says, what the hell is going on? 
the captain goes on. Uh, we're not sure. We're something has hit the ship, and the the sergeant. Um, well, uh, the captain goes to his comms, and he's talking to someone not on all comms. He, no, I know. Yes, just move your men there. I understand. While all this is happening, in a quiet corner of the ship, in the Marines barracks, is Locke pulling out a sidearm from somebody's footlocker, loading a clip, putting it, in the, putting it in a pocket, and then doing another, finding whatever he can. Uh, just kind of doing that. Would you say that you're loading a, a gun and the clip is loaded with bu- bullets? Bullets, but not lasers. Um, Interesting. Why? So, that's, yeah, that's what you do. Lock. So we we see the captain. The ship is vibrating violently. There's klaxons mm. sounding. <laughs> Multiple hull breaches detected. Multiple hull breaches detected. <laughs> Recommend seek vac suit immediately. Yep. And the captain comes on. Uh, this is uh, Captain Winger. Everyone, get a vac suit on right now. We've got multiple hull breaches and we're losing atmosphere. He turns to you, uh, Frankie. Frankie, get a vac suit on and keep her thrusters at full thrust, okay? Got it. Uh, as the vac suit kind of thing comes over the comms and stuff, like <laughs> uh, Dr. Kwong hears a, a knock as the door's closed. The hell? And like Albert's in the middle of putting on his vac suit and he stops to answer the door. And door slides open and I'm in a vac suit and I'm holding a vac suit and I say, oh, Oh, you've got one. And I kind of drop it and I go, come with me. Oh, okay. Let's, let's go. Lock, well, lock, what is happening? We're under fire. We're, we're under fire. I thought we were hitting asteroids. I don't think so. Oh God. And then out of nowhere, another, and, uh, the sound of rending metal and splitting steel in front of you, Locke and Albert, you see a metal spike penetrate the, the ship. The diameter of the spike is, uh, it's, it's, it's a foot in diameter and several meters long and looks to be some sort of almost like a grapple that penetrates the ship and is locked in place on the decking. And you can see the ship is vibrating violently and it pulls against the ship and rips more steel and decking in place as it's basically pulling the ship cut over to the pilot. The captain is getting himself into his uh, vac suit. Um, You can see he reaches up (coughs) into a cupboard and grabs a small revolver and puts it into a pocket on his vac suit. Listen, Frankie, I'm going to need you to keep the ship at full thrust. I think... Whatever we're hunting is down on this asteroid, and we're going to go take care of it, okay? Hunting? As they're saying that, it cuts over to Locke and Dr. Albert, and I say, I think whatever we're hunting is hunting us. Locke, did you hear who we were hunting? Oh, I don't know who we're hunting, but clearly they're prepared. <laughs> to the ship again shakes violently and you have to brace yourselves against the side of the ship do you have a sidearm i have my stun baton and a trank pistol trank i would say you pistol. arm yourself we may have to find a place to hide or ambush do you have a gun i don't 
All right. I have a knife. And as I bring it up, you see some blood on it, and he just kind of wipes it off on the vac suit. Thanks, Locke. Kind of puts it behind. Uh, look, I'll, I'll grab a couple of things, and uh, Albert grabs a scalpel off the table um, that's been knocked down by all the ruckus. And uh, for reference, um, all of you should have a small like rucksack, like a basically space backpack that you would have the equivalent of your loadout contained within. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so another impact hits the ship. Uh, unfortunately no piloting role will stop you because you are very much grappled in place and a huge plume of, uh, fire emits out one of the engines. Um, pilot, you see that you've got emergency controls are, um, weakening and you're alone in the cockpit. Everyone make a fear save for me. Okay. How do so we how do, do we, that? Yeah. Let's, how, so you'll, mechanic wise, how do we do that? Same thing. So you're um, going to roll a D100 and you're going to roll under your fear. Okay. Uh, yeah, under your fear save number. <laughs> Jesus. And then once everyone, so uh, Locke, what did you roll? 51. So did you pass? I missed it by one. Okay. Um, So add uh, two stress to your character sheet. Okay. I think stress is in the, it's next to resolve. (laughs) I'm missing all of it. Where is that? Okay. And this is where, um, Oh, okay. The, the effects of the Soma would come into play. for Frankie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Soma. Don't gain stress for 1d10 hours. You have a negative on speed checks for the next 1d10 days. Minimum stress increases by one. Nice. So so overall, so your minimum stress decreases by one. So you're less, you're basically less stressed out. No, it, minimum stress increases by one, but you don't gain stress for 1d10 hours. Oh, nice. So your stress will oh, always okay. be three. Because you you started a base stress of two mm-hmm. um, in the upper left corner of your mm-hmm. sheet, uh, so you you despite mm-hmm. failing your fear check, you don't gain any stress. So, but that has to be a three. But that is a base three now. Oh, okay. That's and fine. that number comes into play um, when you roll to panic. That number is added as a flat number to the panic table, which yeah. is a bunch of things that could go horribly wrong. Sure. So. Well, we just have to remember that I have a negative to speed. Which I think means checks. disadvantage in yeah. the notation yes. of the book. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've, yeah. I've made a couple speed checks already, but we'll just have to remember that. Yep. I'll, I'll make a note of that cool. too. But I'm not stressed. No, 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 no. Well, it's like, so maybe we, so I'm space high. Yeah. Really quick before we go to Albert's results. So maybe we, we see this. How is all of this chaos? What does it look like to Frankie, who is still like experiencing the calming effects of Soma? Uh, it's kind of uh, um, I just don't want my tummy's making a funny sound. That's okay. Uh, I totally just lost my train of thought. No, it's like um, maybe what do we see? What does yeah, she yeah, yeah. see? I think I <clears throat> have used this description before in other games, but like in movies, when a when a character is like tripping for the first time or something, everything is kind of like fuzzy a little bit, kind of just like colors are kind of running together and it's, everything is very like smooth and um, it's kind of like, you can only hear like the sounds that are right in front of you. Like you can only hear yourself breathing and like, that's it. 
so yeah so it's a lot of like i hear that in my brain of just me breathing yeah but i'm breathing like calmly yeah yeah um no stress yeah but i can see like these and these lights that are like blinking there it's almost like it's almost like uh it almost like makes it cooler this like effect because i'm like oh all these lights these cool lights and sounds and like but all I hear is myself breathing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And Albert, did you pass or fail? I failed hard. I rolled a 97. Oh, okay. Well, there's no degrees of failure on this roll, so you okay. just add two stress to your sure. sheet. When does stress become problematic from a number perspective? Um, so stress, any amount of stress is problematic when you have to make panic rolls. Okay, that's okay. That's how it plays in. Got yep. it. Okay, cool. So, and... Based on what you're doing, you'll tell us if we have to roll a panic. Right? Yeah, you. I tell you when to roll panic. Okay, exactly. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> so, and, and just sorry, I'm sorry. No, that's like, okay. What, what was the skill we were rolling for? Uh, it's not a skill. You were making a fear save. Fear save. It was one okay. of your saves. I just want to make sure because for scientists, if I fail a sanity save, everyone gains one stress. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if you think about it, it's like if the scientist if doesn't understand what reality is, it's yeah. like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. The authority doesn't get it. We're screwed. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so we see this. Well, we're getting hit multiple angles. And this is clearly some sort of grappling mechanism. And I just kind of look at Dr. Kwan. We're being pulled in or we're being boarded. They knew we were coming, Locke. Well, maybe. Um, it is. Well. We all need to get to a place of safety. I'm, I'm worried about Frankie. At the word Frankie, you see coming down, because there's only like a few passageways in this ship. It's not huge. Um, you see the Marines kitted out in, um, in vac suits, and they've got like their guns slung underneath them. They look like prepped for war. They've got magazines and bandoliers strapped across their chest, grenades. What do works. their guns look like? Uh, what I mean, do their guns shoot? For the listener. Uh, their guns space. are space guns. Um, they carry uh, they carry pulse rifles, which are like space M16s, more or less, with uh, fancy scopings on them. And uh, like they, I mean, meant to kill people. Rad. Rad. And uh, they come walking down the passageway and see see you three. And don't if you don't stop them, they walk past you and are headed towards the car. They're, they turn um, to the single stairwell that goes down to the bowel to the bowels of the ship where the cargo bay is. Locke, those Marines know what's up. They seem to. We still need to find a safe place. Would we be safer with three guys with guns? Maybe. Maybe we should go with them. Maybe we should. This ship is scuttled. God damn it, Lucy. I think you should probably get those things that you need so much. Right. Right. And then Albert goes back into the room. He like rifles through the cabinet. He loads up his sack. He puts on a fanny pack and loads up the fanny pack. He uh, takes the potted plant and is holding a potted plant. It's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> no, wait, this is stupid. He puts the plant back. And then- <laughs> I look over my shoulder and I kind of just say, goodbye, Bob. Oh, hell. Bob, you stay here. So, uh, 
let's let's cut over then to Frankie. Okay, uh, Frankie. So last, your orders were were to keep engines at full thrust and try to stay, keep the ship in the position that it's in. Uh-huh. All of the instruments around you are saying that you were being pulled into this asteroid. Um, we've got multiple alarms saying that there's multiple hull breaches on the ship. You've lost at least one engine, and your other three engines are failing. Uh, what do you do? I'm waiting in, on orders, Captain. Excellent. We cut over to uh, Captain you, Winger. Oh, sorry. And uh, he is moving through the decks. Uh, we see him uh, secure the last <clears throat> uh, uh, hook on his vac suit and secures his helmet in place, toggles a little light that sits on the top of the helmet turns it on and then turns it off again and begins walking down the hallway where he runs um, into, uh, we see him run into Boozer and Boozer's got like his vac suit half on. Oh, Boozer he's, made it back. He's struggling with one of the um, uh, uh, gauntlets to get it in place. And uh, we see the captain put his hands on Boozer's shoulder and all the sound comes from a uh, speaker in the uh, in the suit. So it's somewhat muffled and distorted. Uh, Boozer, <laughs> listen, um, I'm going to need you to get you, you and your men into engineering immediately. We've got multiple engine failures. Uh, myself and the Marines are going to go down to the asteroid and see if we can get the Blue Lucy loose. But it's imperative that you keep the engines up. If you cut the engines, we're going to fall into the ring and the ship is going to get annihilated. And we, we, the camera shifts and turns to see Boozer's face and his eyelids are half open. He's sweating like, like he just ran a marathon and Boozer plays, uh, uh, you got it, sir. And he turns around and you see him go up to fiddle with the comms at the, on the middle of his vac suit. And, and you lock, uh, here, uh, lock, Slim, Guts, meet me in engineering. We got to try to patch this bird up Cut while we can't. And it immediately cuts off. We're, we're, so with that, we're now looking at Albert and uh, Locke. Where are you guys? I at? look at you and I, without, I'm like, channel, I mouth channel four. Channel four. Albert adjusts. Locke, what the hell? You shut off your comm. This is a lost cause. What do you mean? The ship is being torn apart because they're trying to fly away from something that's pulling them in a different direction. They're making tactically stupid mistakes. I can't argue with that. We need to stop. We need to take Frankie with us. We need to get off the ship and make sure that we have a pilot with us. If we can find another ship here, they didn't get here because they were born here. Maybe we can still save it. If we can grab the laser cutter. The ship is lost. Look at me. The ship is lost. All right. They're ill-prepared. We have to make this move now. I need... uh, The captain is selling out the entire crew for a retirement fund, and you know this. Albert, I need you to make a... I need you to make a save of the fear variety. I need you to make a fear save for me. Okay. I rolled a one. Critical... well, not a, the best. Oh, oh one. Oh one. Uh, all right. 
Yeah, you steal yourself. Like all of the thoughts of like impending doom are abated for now. All right. Okay, Locke. Move. Let's go. Let's go. Do you guys head to the bridge? Yep. So yeah, you, I mean, go ahead. You don't need me to direct So we're you. kind of going through, you know, making our way around and, and, and we come into the bridge. Is the captain there or is it just... Uh, mm, it's just me. Just Frankie. Just, I, I, have, I have like pulled my legs up. So now I'm like sitting on my knees, kind of my feet are under my butt. I'm just sitting in my chair, just driving away, trying to get us out of this. Frankie. Lock. Frankie. Frankie. Okay. Or no, actually, wait, we don't do that. We don't have it. I, I tap you on the shoulder and you turn Lock. around and I go, channel four. And I kind of give you like a mouthing the words channel mm-hmm. four to you. I adjust my comms. The ship is lost. Frankie, we got to go. I. There are four chains linked to, to this asteroid that are ripping the ship apart because you are being told to maneuver away from them and keeping thrusters at full. If you follow those commands, your ship will be ripped in half. It already is. Look, I know y'all are just trying to help in this situation, but the captain told you to... to Frankie, the captain down the hatches, and, and and I am the pilot of this here ship. The captain and I know is what trying doing, to retire, and without your, I think your, that you all need to uh, remove Frankie, yourselves. You from can the, either die we, here, or you can live with us. We are fish on a line. We're about to get reeled in. What what do you expect us to do? Go. We need to get off. We're gonna follow the men with guns. Where's the captain? Where's Winger? I don't know. Frankie, this is your last chance. You either come with us or you die on this berg. Because it's already dead. And at that point, you start hearing what's actually happening. And you hear like, I mean, the twisting metal sound is like, and you hear things coming apart. Vacuum of space. It's just bad. Uh, Frankie uh, just powers everything down. Just turns everything off. So, so at that, uh, the ship, several warning lights are like warning, like failure to administer power to the coolant pumps may cause a, and like screens just go to black. The CRTs power off emergency lights come on and the klaxons still were and the lights still flash, but the ship's power is off and you can feel from the sheer momentum, the ship is now being pulled, um, basically, uh, uh, back into where you were trying to fly away from. Frankie, are there any pods? Yes. Uh, Frankie grabs her jacket and her beads and her pack of cigarettes from the cup holder and kind of like grabs the shoulders of the pilot's chair and gives him a little squeeze. Oh. Uh, oh, that makes Albert remember something. He's like... Fuck, I, I'll be right back. And he takes off back to the med bay. Meet us where you saw the men with guns. Got it, Locke. He's gone. I grab Locke's hand and head out towards the pods. So yeah, the uh, the uh, escape pods, like any... Um, an escape pod is sort of a... Uh, uh, an escape pod would be on like a very fancy capital ship. You basically mm-hmm. have a lifeboat, which yeah. is a... 
uh, it, it does not have a engine per se. It has small air thrusters that allow it to kind of maneuver, right. but it does not have a way to self propel in any significant fashion. So, and they are, they are located in the cargo bay. You have several life pods that you could seek in the so cargo bay. So the way I'm imagining this happening, all these things are happening simultaneously. Yep. While the, while the captain was saying, you stay here, do this. We're going to go down and deal with this. I'm grabbing him. I'm, we're going through. So, right. I want to try to get to where we can see where they're disembarking from. Yep. And we're going to follow them. If we can't, we'll figure something out. But that's, that's the goal is we're not far behind their heels. There's a, like, right. Like when you're exiting the bridge, Mm -hmm. there's a, like a board, uh, like a bulletin board kind of thing. And on the bulletin board, there's a pamphlet about this Dachi Corp. Yeah. Dachi. Dachi. Dachi Corp. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frankie grabs that and tucks it away. Excellent. Yes. Well done. Uh, we, we watch as you hurriedly run through the ship and now sparks are shooting out from overhead. We hear the sound of twisting metal. Um, another harpoon comes shooting right through the deck, <laughs> almost taking off your head, Frankie. And... You run down these very narrow, steep stairs down into the cargo bay, the lower deck, the sub decks. And um, as you get to a, uh, it's basically like this, this long rectangular room. And at the front of one of the rooms is where the stairs terminate that you come down from. And they terminate onto a gantry that overlooks a kind of sub level deck where you would put cargo that you would haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the perimeter, uh, on the left and right side of the room, there is a lifeboat on one side and a lifeboat on the other side. Um, and you you see the uh, Captain Winger um, walk into the lifeboat on, say, the right side. And uh, behind him uh, are one of the Marine privates that's uh, waiting for him to walk in. And then he follows in shortly behind the captain. Winger. You're, you you would have to get on comms oh, to him because there's no comms. you're on our channel yeah you're and on as soon I hear you say it on our channel I go and I point I'm like and I mouth no and I don't say it I'm like so you see his lifeboat doors close and um, several loud pops occur of the um, security bolts that hold the lifeboat in place they pop loose boom 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 and then the lifeboat just l- kind of falls out of place because yep. your momentum is being pulled into this asteroid. And now that the lifeboat is no longer secure, it just like is let free. And then I, I do a zero G move over the top and roll down towards the other lifeboat. And I wave. And when I get landed kind of down and secured, I'm like, we are going to follow them down. Roll a zero G using speed, please. Speed, please. Spold, please. Okay. Spold, little spold. Any difficulty? Or just straight up? Straight up. Straight up. Unmodified. Straight up. Oh, now I fail. <laughs> so uh, you can also, you can spend a hero point if you want. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I will describe what happens to you. Um, I'll use it. Okay. So you can swap the ones digit to the tens digit. Is it significant? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's twenty eight okay. versus eighty two. Perfect. So, uh, you you uh, the ship is rocked by another explosion. Uh, how describe using your character and spending a story point 
uh, so or hero point. It's uh, kind of this like you've seen this awkward idiot kind of doing <laughs> failing heel to toe with Hello. like with uh, with um, the um, you know failing with the mag boots and all this stuff and. In this horrible situation, as all these explosions and shaking is happening, just does this kind of almost leap, almost like a somersault over the top of the railing going down and landing directly in front of the door of the uh, skiff and like start punching in codes at the same time. The door slides open and looks up and waves. And then I say, we're going to follow them down over comms. Uh, Albert hears that and catches up. Yeah. So yeah, you you both do you head down to the lifeboat yeah. then? Yes. Uh, so the lifeboat has enough room for six. There's three of us. Yep. That's good. Okay. What what about Gap or uh, Slim Guts? Who says that they're alive? Fuck. Do you want to take time to find them? I could ask Bob. No, I don't have time. Crap. Another you saw how many of those spikes the ship flew through the ship. You're you're right. Now, Let's go. Now or never. So you you punch the door code. The um, airlock slams shut, and you hear the same boom, 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 boom of the safety bolts disengaging. And all of a sudden, the uh, momentum that you had all been comfortable with of the ship moving um, disappears, and you find yourselves floating in zero g again. And the lifeboat is slowly tumbling. And every once in a while, as the lifeboat uh, tumbles, you see your ship uh, being torn apart. Gouts of fire and oxygen are leaking out the side of it as it's being pulled towards the surface. And eventually, as you round one more flip over, a random meteoroid comes flying through space and Blast through the center of the Blue Lucy, <gasps> splitting it in half. Shit, loose. Everyone make a fear save for me. I don't have to do that, right? Correct. Because you can't gain stress. Because I'm... Uh, actually, no, but you would... Uh, but this... Still still do it and okay. tell me if you fail. You passed? Yep. I failed. You failed? So I'm looking at fear? Yep. Fear save for me, please. 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 Pu- 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 please. That's okay. I don't want to. Why did I buy these tiny dice? I honestly don't, I don't know. <laughs> They're impossible to read. They are. Uh, I rolled a 83. So both of you failed. Uh, so you're both going to panic. So, uh, so. You should roll panic after seeing more than one crew member panic at the same time, encountering a strange and horrifying alien, getting hit with a critical, um, seeing another crew member die. You just saw your whole ship explode when your ship takes a critical hit. So to make a panic roll, you roll roll another 2D10. Yes, so roll a 2D10 and add your stress to the roll. And this, so the, instead of a percentile roll, this is just a straight up... Like a number. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're rolling a, for a table, right? Yeah, a table from 1 to 30. Okay. And I have... my the, How I re- react to panic is that once per session, I can re-roll. Yeah, so if this one is really bad, you could have this be re-rolled. Cool. I rolled a 22. Okay. Wait, 2d10? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay, okay. And then add your stress. 
yep, number. And add your stress. Set at 18 plus four. Isn't well, a, that doesn't make any sense. Is it because I'm rolling a D100 and I need to roll a D10? No, They're you're going to add those numbers together instead of counting like a 100 die. Oh, yeah. so nine plus six yes. plus 15. three. Yep. Got uh, it. 18. Okay. So you are... I'm on board. Got it. Boom. Nice. Okay, so you rolled in... Total is an 18. Yes. Uh, so you are overwhelmed. Gain yep. 1d10 stress. Okay. So just roll another d10 and add that to your stress. Does she gain stress oh, with the Soma? But you don't. Yeah. Nice. Because oh. I'm space high. So maybe so ma- we see in your <laughs> space super space because I got space high. So just like the lights in the cabin off, earlier, kids. the explosion of the ship happens and it's just another pretty light. Yeah. It's just fireworks. Ooh. Space works. That. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And uh, 22. Albert, 22. Paranoid. For the next 1D10 days, whenever a character joins your group, even if they only left for a short time, make a fear save or gain one stress. So for I rolled a one for one day. I'm going to be paranoid about newcomers. Okay. Uh, Albert. So once we gain stress, mm-hmm. do we have that stress forever? Uh, you, there are ways to remove it. There's I ways think. to yep. remove it. You can okay. basically like party or drink or see a prostitute. Like there's all kinds of ways Dope. to smoke a cigarette. Oh, my space, my space cigs. Cancer, stress, Cigarettes. you'll, you'll find the balance. So, uh, who, so the lifeboat, the lifeboat, lifeboat is tumbling through space. Um, I think a, a few quiet seconds pass as the like ex- explosion from the Blue Lucy uh, quiets. And we just hear the sound of each of your own breathing inside your helmet. What do you, what do you guys do? Well, as they're hearing their own breathing, this voice is just coming up and it's saying, you have to follow that lifeboat. You have to focus. You have to follow that lifeboat. If we get lost in space, you have to follow that lifeboat. You have to follow that lifeboat. Frankie, you have to follow that lifeboat. You have to follow the lifeboat. Okay, okay, okay. So Frankie, you go up to the controls. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, it, functionally is would fly the same as a regular craft but instead of having main thrusters all you have are these small little air jets that allow you to kind of maneuver and give yourself a small amount of acceleration a little poosh yeah because again we're in space Mm -hmm. so you don't need to shoot or you don't need to have your engines on all the time there's Mm -hmm. no friction you just set your speed and your speed is constant yep so you go to cruise control follow the lifeboat yar on your heads up display, you see the uh, get like these green squares of a trajectory as the surface of the um, asteroid is uh, outlined in more green. So you can kind of approximate a landing and you see a little circle appear on the heads up display and lifeboat B uh, is tagged uh, in front of you. It's That's several hundred. Yeah, okay. several thousand meters ahead of you. As the ship is kind of being righted and doing these things, I walk over to where uh, Albert's sitting, and I actually pull the shoulders over, and I, I, I buckle him in, and I tap him on the forehead. Just hold tight. Just hold tight. Let's, here, let's, do you want to hold on to this, or do you want to stow this gear? I, I, I got it. Okay. Just breathe. Frankie, make a, breathe. a piloting roll for me, please, using speed again. So that's at disadvantage. 
Oh, yep. That is a 64, okay. which is a failure, or a um, 19. Bummer. So I have to take the other one. Yep. So uh, you- Or you have hero point. Yeah. Uh, right? Or no? Not at disadvantage. Would a 46 be better for you? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that that's is true. Good point. Good point. So, uh, so you, you were able to bring the ship in, but you were going to land in a suboptimal place. You're not going to be able to choose your landing. So, um, I know it is. Why do I have to land? Oh, I guess you don't have to. You see the other ship is, I apologize. You see the other ship is landing. Okay. So if you're going to follow them. Yes. My bad. I didn't mean to presume for you. That's okay. No, I, we want to follow the other ship. So take a D 12 and roll for your landing zone. 11. No shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll take that back. 11. I believe. No, I believe you. I know. I believe. Uh, I believe you. I believe. I believe in a thing called love. Joseph, no, 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 no. <laughs> I love. I love the dark of dark. The darkness. The dark. The darkness. Yeah. Right. I love the the and then the. I hate you. <laughs> I love that band that I can't pronounce, but I hate you. That band rules. I don't. Yep. It's like, why did they go away? Uh, The lead singer had a really bad coke addiction. Yeah, he OD'd Uh, or something. Oh, really? No, I don't think he died, but he went into rehab like a lot. Mm. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're still active. I literally have their album, uh, One Way Ticket to Hell and Back, in my car right now. Fuck yeah. They're in the studio right now for a new album called Easter is Cancelled. Sweet. Shut up. Yeah. Fuck Jesus Christ. The first single was released Rock and Roll Deserves to Die. You're pulling all that shit out of your butthole. I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> Get out of your butthole. Get Albert, out of your butthole. Albert's on Wikipedia. Yeah, Albert's on Wikipedia. So, which is what they call the space stone. Yeah, no, I'm talking about. So the the about, about it. The lifeboat, like as you as you approach the surface of the asteroid, it becomes very apparent that finding an optimal landing zone is going to be impossible. There's no like smooth surface. This asteroid is weird and oblong shaped, covered in craters and impacts. And uh, everybody needs to make a body save for me as this thing crash lands. That's another percentile rule, right? Yes, it is. Exactly like a fear save, but for your body. Son of a gun, I crit fail. Uh-oh. Damn it. Yeah, I, I don't pass. I also don't pass. All right. But just barely. That's okay. That's okay. You're all just going to die. Uh, so the the lifeboat <laughs> slams into the asteroid so hard um, that you are all knocked unconscious for... Hoobastank! Um, let's see. Uh, on a D10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 is a reroll. 8. Lock it. You wake up first. You you uh, your vision is blurred. You find yourself like jammed up against in some corner of the lifeboat. Maybe you weren't secure when this thing made exact landfall. Um, okay, but you come back to consciousness. I get up and I immediately get onto the ship's computer and start typing in some stuff, and it shows me like uh, ship log trend, uh, like flight uh, time. And it's uh, as it's like racking up, how many minutes has it said we've been in the air? 
It's been uh yeah, it's or, been sorry. One week. <laughs> uh it's been a one hundred and nineteen minutes since the uh flight logs were last accessed. So you've been out for almost two hours. Okay. Um and I, under my breath, fuck. All right. Um kind of weirdly kind of stand up and adjust my vac suit. Like I'm like just kind of getting myself together, shake my head a little bit, and I'll start waking everybody up. Or do I? Locke thinks for a second. (laughs) I'd be hysterical. Yeah, I'll start waking people up. Who do you start with? Albert. Oh. I see where your dick alliance lies. Got it. Hey. Hey. No, I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about. <laughs> Not about it. Dick Alliance, know what I'm talking about? Shake, 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 shake. I'm into it. Do I wake up? Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. <sighs> We're alive. You're alive. Undamaged. I think, like, underneath some stuff, there's Frankie. I'm like, in case she's hurt, I wanted to... Can hang on and and uh albert checks over himself to see if there's any damage uh albert you know there is a critical va- uh critical leak in your vac suit <clears throat> you have about 30 minutes of oxygen left before you suffocate and die lock i got a tear well let's patch it i can transfer some of my air to you I have, and I punch it up. How much time do I have left? You have at least four hours. I've got plenty of time, but we let's make sure that Frankie is unharmed. Okay. Hang on, I I need to patch it. Can you help? I got something. Okay, in the okay. Back. Let's we'll patch it now. And I I, I like roll over uh, onto my side so that you can access the the backpack. And in the backpack should be the necessary supplies to seal the suit. Yeah, there's like a. Um, like any zero G, I mean, it's that it's, shit's in every compartment, right? right? You know, it's yeah. like standard drop ship stuff. So we'll patch you up, get you settled, and then we'll go wake up Frankie. Shake, 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 shake your vac suit, shake your vac suit. All right, damn it. Anyway, wake you up. Are right. you, is she damaged? Like looking for like, is did anything happen physically? No, she bad? she just has. Uh, it looks like she hit the uh, front of her helmet pretty good. She's got a Frankie's got a good goose egg on the front of her is head. It but cracked or anything? No, or? Okay. no. And Frankie, if you check your vac suit, um, all of the seals are showing good, and you have no oxygen loss. You have uh, four hours of oxygen remaining. So what I would say. You give an hour, I give an hour, and then you'll be at two and a half, half, and we'll be at three apiece. Can we do that, gang? Yep. All right. Sorry, I thought you were Frankie. Rules-wise, yes, you can do that. Okay. Are you cool, Frankie? Where are we? I I think we we landed on the asteroid. You can see kind of like it gets light and dark, light and dark, light and dark, because this thing is twisting and turning, but we're... Yeah, on one half, we see just Saturn and this bright orange glow and this huge like ring that stretches across our vision of asteroids that are reflecting off the sun. Are we spinning fast enough that we have gravity? 
Uh, there, there is a small amount of localized gravity. It would be less, obviously less than the moon, but enough to keep you planted. But if you pushed yourself too hard off of the okay. surface, you could conceivably uh, leave the gravity well of the asteroid and float so into space. So that's one thing we would immediately notice is we're not all floating. We're all actually, you're laying down on something. We're standing. So micro-Gs should be enough to help us around. Where, where's Winger? We lost two hours. Where's the pod? Pod, pod I don't, B. I don't know. Does the computer know? And I hop on the computer and check. Uh, the, the screen is cracked and the CRT flickers to life and the display is all broken up and crooked. You can vaguely make out a rough, uh, like map of the immediate area and um, a uh, a blip on the map is actually within walking distance from your area. And the blip reads, uh, it's semi-distorted, but it reads, uh, uh, DC Extraction Hub, DC Extraction Hub. Look, guys, if whatever went after us is still after us, I got to kill this pod so they can't read it. Can this take off? Is it flyable? Not for very long. Let's power it down and hope at least, if anything, we get it, like, I don't know. Or, like I said, they they weren't grown here. They have a ship. We need to get off this rock. We need to go find Captain. Fuck Captain Winger. And the the disaster that he brought on all of us. He was going to leave us for dead. I knew this job was shit. The blip on the screen there, that's that's a Extraction, whatever you said. Extraction hub. Extraction hub for the corporation, right? DC, yeah. So if we can trigger that, we might, a ship might come? We don't know which ship. Well, we know that this isn't going to fly us out of here. We can't hop rocks all the way back to Saturn. We have... Three hours max of air. Here. And I transfer some to you. Thank you. Yeah, that was the air. (laughs) That was a fart. (laughs) Don't fart in your vac suit. Yeah, do not. (laughs) This is very uncouth. Boy fart. (laughs) I'm going to let this one rip. We need to go in there and see what we can find out. I agree. Okay, let's move. So you guys exit the lifeboat? Yep. The uh, airlock just opens, and there's no sound. Aside from the radio headset of you guys speaking to each other, all you hear is the sound of your own breathing, and that, like, if you put your fingers in your ear, that, Mm -hmm. like, lack of noise. Um, You can hear our own blood coursing. Yeah. Uh the the rock is irregular in shape. 
Um, the surface is difficult to walk across. Uh, there are millions of small to medium sized rocks that cover the surface uh, with helium three substrata running through them. They're all very angular and sharp. So it's not like a solid surface. It's like walking across dust, like, but maybe a little bit bigger, almost like, like smaller pea gravel, but bigger than sand. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it's all black and reflective, uh, jagged and sharp and you're making your way towards the extraction hub yes so you cl- you crest a crater uh walk in between two other craters and then you see a um actually flashing orange uh light that sticks a t- that is atop a yellow mast hmm. all right Locke. that looks like the extraction do we, as we're nearing the extraction point, do we see the other lifeboat that came from the other ship? No. I thought B landed here. You approach the extraction hub and you see this mast uh, actually connects to a, uh, a building that's about the size of a outhouse. Um, it's no bigger than like maybe one or two people max could fit inside. And it's got... Um, what this thing was was that ships could come and park above it and could connect a hose and ore could be moved from inside the rock to the ship. This is the equivalent of like a gas pump, more or less. Okay. And there there would be drones that would uh, be autopiloted uh, from the hub to, to move around. So um, you see this thing sits and has four legs that reach across a hole that's about uh, like a dining room table in diameter. Is there anybody here? You don't see anyone. No interfaces, no computer terminals, nothing. There's a, there's a shitty old um, computer terminal that's sitting to the side of the, like attached to one of the legs of the extraction hub. Is it powered up? Uh, it, I mean, do you turn it on? Yeah. I'll try. So you flick it on the green, the CRT display flicks to life and the uh, like crappy uh, typewriter font uh, appears and it says Dayashi Corp. And does this crappy, poorly animated graphic of it rotating and then disappearing. And it gives you a bunch of options to recall drones, deploy drones, um, uh, and then send extraction needle. And um, those are, it's a very limited interface. I just, I literally am standing there with a finger, like, and I look at these two, uh, which, which one? Third I, option. Extraction needle? Yeah. Boop. You press it and the whole, the whole machine shakes and a, uh, a column of steel shoots out from the middle and goes several, uh, maybe a hundred meters into the air. And, uh, you can see red and green lights on the end of the steel pole that basically goes up into the air and it just spews rock into the, uh, open zero G (laughs) space. Oh, right. Somebody tell me what's happening. Uh, 
the extraction needle is deploying. You see the uh, the rocks begin to coalesce above your position, and they slowly tumble and then begin plummeting towards where you all are standing around the uh, <laughs> the extraction hub. I don't know where what. Uh... I don't know what this means. Do, is this calling a ship? As they pick up speed, the um, small amounts of ore that uh, looked small high up, but actually as they begin oh, impacting the ground are about the size of a large lunchbox. Okay, we need to... In the outhouse. I mean, we need to get in something, right? Yeah. Okay. You guys go in the outhouse? We'll flee to the outhouse. <laughs> so it's a very tight fit and not all of you can fit in but you see there is a ladder that goes straight down into the mine I start to climb down it gets very dark your suit automatically flicks on a headlamp from your uh, helmet and you begin to descend the stairs Mm -hmm. Uh, do you two ding dongs follow Mm -hmm. yeah I think the term I used earlier was monkeys. Okay. Ding dong, monkey pants. <laughs> so you, you, you descend this ladder uh, for what feels like a, a very uncomfortably long time. And there are uh, every maybe 25 to 30 feet, there is a uh, very slowly flashing amber light. Uh, after maybe, maybe... 10 minutes of walking, of, of climbing down this uh, ladder, uh, you see that you have entered in a large antechamber and the walls that surrounded you have opened up. Um, and there are several sticks stuck into the floor of this large room and these sticks have lights on them that are flashing at the same speed as the lights on the ladder. Well, what which directions? Uh, what options do we have? Sure. So, are we, are we in a, a one thing that only goes one way, or do we have? Yeah. So, so you both, uh, all three of you, um, plant your feet down and are walking around, looking at this room, trying to make heads or tails of it. Um, and you see these uh, these sticks in the ground lead in one tunnel. Uh, you also note the distinct presence of what above the rocks, you couldn't really make out any footprints, but you do see that there are footprints down here, um, that there are like heavy boot prints and a bunch of them that follow the lighted path essentially into a relatively constricted passageway and opening in the ore. Okay. Albert looks at lock, lock, foots. Yeah, I well, um, maybe the Marines, but that's my guess. Do we go? Yes. Oh, right. there's nowhere else to go. After you, Frankie. It's about time y'all recognized. Uh, <laughs> that's not is it. still a pilot, whether there's a ship or not. Are you flying this asteroid? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps walking. Uh, so, so you follow the lighted path, and the uh, the path leads into a a small board tunnel that looks to be another ore shaft. 
that has been bored out through the no I'm talking about yes. or chap right there no I'm talking about yes. Yes. yes and you eventually need to crawl on your hands and knees because the uh passageway narrows such that you can't even stand do you continue going Frankie mm-hmm. uh Locke Albert how do you guys feel about <laughs> What, so, what do we see from your so perspective? She starts kneeling down to do that, and I literally just kind of grab her, and I hold her, and I say, just stop. And we start looking around at what kind of evidence of any movement has happened here recently. Is there scratches, different things of different Where whatnots? Where the go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, um, you, you see that there are signs that this tunnel has been traveled before. Uh, you see that there's... Um, bits of like natural formed crystal rock that have been broken uh, in like unusual angles. So you would expect them to see like fine points and they've been broken off in some way. Um, so um, hold on here for a second. Let me look at this thing. Very small type. Bow, bow, bow. No, I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> uh, Albert, how are you feeling? Albert is feeling paranoid about any future people he might meet. <laughs> it's just scared shitless. Yeah, I'm. I don't do great with being <laughs> on non-planetary, non-ship bodies. All right, so it doesn't look like there's anything crazy here. There's not a bunch of body parts. There's yep. not a bunch of whatever. But I, after kind of holding her for a second, I say, okay. Uh, you said that there's these like little lights. Yeah, kind so of like they're they're like um they're like the size of a walking stick mm-hmm. that were jammed into the ground, conceivably to provide guidance for any human that would be walking through here. Okay, cool. Do um, they have any logos or yeah symbols? Dayashi Corp. Dayashi Corp. Okay. Um, yeah, I keep going. And these sticks have been uh, switched out for small like basically glow rods that have been like jammed into the side of the rock that still provide an illuminated path for you walking through the tunnels you begin seeing to your left uh well to your left you see an opening um peer your helmet inside and you see that there's a bunch of uh bundles of batteries that have been uh bound together crudely and they have cabling coming off of the batteries and the cabling winds its way around the tunnel and is affixed to the side of the tunnel and leads in the same direction you were crawling. So like, yeah, you've got like these side passageways Uh that are have that have all these weird batteries in them and the cables from the batteries come out from the passageways and And then keep going down the hall. Okay. So I, I keep, I start going a little faster. Yeah. Eventually, um, lockety lock. So we got some time because part two was a little short and I want to get us right to the G spot before we're going to get there. We're going to find it. Please. Please. God, please. for the sake of a lot of us, <laughs> just keep looking. We'll try. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Um, I get in that room 
And I start disconnecting the cables. Okay. Lock, what the hell are you doing? I don't answer. The uh, the light from the uh, the pythons in the wall, like kind of uh, whirs, like it dims for a moment and then comes back to normal brightness as you un- unhook batteries. I kind of glance behind me, look, giving a look of like, did y'all see that too? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all see what I saw? So there's one on one side to the left and one on the other side to the right. Mm-hmm. I look at Albert and I say, I want you to count. I want you to count five. Start a timer. Five minutes. And I want you to unplug. I want you to disconnect all that power. Okay. And I start going down the hall. Start going down the hall. What are you doing right there right now? I didn't stop. Okay. Still going. Going down the hall by the batteries. Five. Eventually you two make the uh, passageway opens up wider and eventually you can stand. And where it opens up to where you can stand, you are confronted with a airlock door. A very old airlock door that doesn't look to have any computer components to it. It looks to be all a physical manual door. Oh, okay. All right. So... I knock. I go back. I grab Albert. It's not what I thought. Come on. What is uh, it? There's, there's no answer. And I, I show you to the... There's Fr- Frankie, door. what the hell are you doing? You just knock on a door, you find it, an asteroid. <laughs> I think that we need to get in to why, the store. Why do you Does, I start that? turning it. Jesus, guys, come on. So you, you hear the back of the um, uh, room depressurizing and then the airlock uh, slides open. And then on the other side is the inner door. Um, it looks like if you, un- if you open one door, it automatically closes and locks the other door. Right. Like an airlock. Right. So we, do, we do the, pres- the process of you know getting ourselves through the airlock successfully. So the, the inner door opens, and uh, inside, um, firstly, the heads-up display on your, uh, your vac suit reads uh, a list of like air qualities, and uh, it says, air quality, fair, uh, ox- uh, optimal levels of oxygen, nitrogen, uh, boron, whatever, gas is detected. Um, nominal range. I like as a, I start taking off my suit and like turning off my oxygen valve. Lock. I'm, I'm con. We're, I'm going to conserve as much air in my suit as I can. I don't know how long we'll have if this doesn't work. You don't know what else is in this asteroid. Let's keep doing it. Lock. Do you know what is in this asteroid? I know that our captain is in here and he lied to us. How do you know the winger's in here? Those were his marks. Oh, those were marine footprints. They came in here with their... They came through here. I take off my... Turn my air off, take my... Helmet off? Helmet off. Well, and besides that, what else are we going to do? You're right. You're right. There's, Albert starts to do the same. Uh, all of this. Uh, so you're in this this darkened room. The door behind you. You're you're talking to each other. Bright fluorescent lights sh- turn on like two at a time. Tung, 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 and illuminate this room 
it's the size of a, I don't know, like the, uh, it's, it's, uh, compared to the blue Lucy. Uh, well, the Blue Lucy is like confined but spread out. This is open, um, but it's you know the the size of like a, a couple large living rooms connected. It's this square room, and you've got uh, four, six sets of fluorescent lights that just turn on. Um, your attention is drawn to a couple things immediately. Uh, firstly, you can see. Um, two marine privates that have been uh stuck to the wall they have these uh they're, they're the front of their vac suits are covered in blood there are these little remote uh well they're these yellow boxy objects on the front of their vac suits that have little drill arms on each side. And at the center is a larger drill that has drilled through the center of their chest and pinned them to the center of the wall. So you see those two privates like that. Um, you see, uh, captain winger, uh, who is being held at gunpoint. Um, there is a man that is in a, uh, like an, automated wheelchair, like fancy electric wheelchair, um, that has a, a shotgun leveled at winger. And he's, uh, he looks impossibly old, but somehow virile. He's got long white hair. Uh, he's got a patch over one of his eyes and his legs, he's missing his, uh, legs below the knees. And he's in this, uh, electric wheelchair. He's got a shotgun, um, against winger. And Winger's in a vac suit, and you see he's trying to, with the lights on, he's trying to yell at you, but there's no sound coming out from inside his vac suit. Do we need to roll anything? Uh, you will. You hear the, the man say, was wondering when you would show up. And we will roll fear insanity saves next time on episode two of viking wow she's about to get real nuts um <laughs> i wasn't sure <laughs> real nuts real fucking nuts but i didn't want to take us too terribly long first episode people are getting back into it um, but <laughs> I just wanted to do this thing and stop it when it was getting good. Yeah, that's okay. always what he wants to do. He's a selfish motherfucker. That's yeah. right. Hang that's on, right. Hang on. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, like everyone, really fucking fun. Like everyone really feeling good? fucking fun. To how you feeling? I'm. I'm. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know. Shaky but good. Shaky but good. I'm space high. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. I Holy love these shit. new rules. I love this new setting. All of your characters were so much fun. Holy guacamole. <laughs> oh my God. Guacamole sounds so good. Yeah. I'm going to get a bunch of McDonald's on my way home. Dude, me too. And oh. cover it in guacamole. Sweet. Doesn't Let's that do sound it. so good? I also guacamole. like, oh fuck. I wish I didn't have to work tomorrow. Whatever. It's fine. That's fine. It's work. You don't have to be like super attentive. I only have to work like three extra hours tomorrow. It's fine. So this episode comes out at the end of October. Hell yeah. Um, Hell does yar. anyone have anything they want to plug for yeah. November? Yeah. We have chowdown shows. Uh, chowdown show. Uh, the chowdown 
five-year anniversary show is going to be in November. I'm going to... 22nd. Because we had to cancel our Alien Head Emoji show for you guys. Oh my... What? We didn't have to, but we did. Oh God. (laughs) That was kind of weird. That's super nice. Uh, yeah. Well, ch- we, we all want to go. So it's not like, <laughs> we, yeah. it's not like, oh, you know, we can't get an audience cause everybody's going to fuck go to Chowdown. I was like, no, we all want to go to Chowdown. You guys are sweet. We love alien yeah. emoji. So Chowdown, November 22nd, five year anniversary show at the stoner theater. It's going to be lit AF. Me and Tim are going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Stoner theater. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's up? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I guess I'm good. Yes. It's a, Stoner Theater. That's right. Oh, wait, that's the place. At the Civic Center. At the Civic, at the Civic Center. Center. Okay. Black Box Theater. I just thought it sounded good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. No totally. About. November about 2nd, old T.O. and I are uh, on a stand-up show at Lefty's. Oh, yeah. Wow. So cool. Yeah. I, I've i never gotten to see Tim do stand-up, and I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, Tim nervously laughs in the corner. No pressure, I'm, Tim. Yeah, none. I'm excited. The show's called The Den. Uh, it's a Beowulf production. Beowulf show, yes. It's a Beowulf show. So it's a great can, lineup of people. It, you can check it out on it Facebook. It's a great lineup. Sign up for the event. Click interested. Yeah. Share that shit. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. Because <laughs> click going doesn't mean anything. No. no. Interested does. Um, yes. Yeah. Leave it. So there's no further proof of that than what happened at the area 51 where millions of people said they were going to go and less than a hundred people showed up to the nice. gates. Yeah. What, what happened with that? Nothing like right. exactly what everyone that's America right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to your thing. I'm not going to go. Have you guys- <laughs> I, so when I hear cancel, co- cancel culture, that's actually what I think. There's like canceling, they're canceling plans. plans. Yeah. Yeah, let's just stay inside and watch Mr. Robot. Right. You guys really? ever Why go to Area watch... 51 when you can watch Ancient Aliens? Hell yeah. Um, did you guys ever watch the Muppet movie, Muppets from Space? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. When they, at the end, when they're all on the beach and they're like yeah. waiting. And that's they what party I party with, uh, yeah. was it Parliament Funkadelic or? Oh yeah. George. Yeah. Uh, George Clinton. Clinton. And, uh, yeah, P- uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were trying to think of the, the name of the Muppet band. No, no. And I was like, you mean the Electric Mayhem? Yeah, the Electric um, Mayhem. Well, it's, it's yeah. the Electric Mayhem and Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what I imagined the Area 51 raid was like. I wish. Right? That would have been actually really good. That would have been something yeah. worth seeing instead of a bunch of nerds Naruto running. Fake running at yeah, the gate live and then streaming. backing up before they're <laughs> yeah. shot. There are scenes of those dudes like running right up to the gate, then looking at the guard, then backing up. It's like... Oh God! I, that's the only time I've ever you know wanted a guard were to shoot like, Meanwhile, them. people right. in Hong Kong are protesting for democracy in China. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is why. Anyway, um, if you thought this conversation was riveting, uh, we've got a ton of cool podcast content yeah. that you have probably already listened to because the show is coming out at the tail end of everything. Uh, we're the last. We're the closer. We're the cherry on top. Charity on top. <gasps> How do you know my nickname? Oh, my God. Uh, But if you're into conspiracy theories, Tim and I have a podcast that we're trying to decide between the name Fancy Drews or 
What was the one that you came up with, Tim? I liked Fancy Drews. Did I come up with one? I, don't I thought remember. you messaged me one. <laughs> anyway, the Fancy Drews solve mysteries of the world and talk about conspiracy theory. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So check us out on SoundCloud. I like it that you're talking about mysteries that have been solved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very solved. Yeah. Like 100% good. not real mysteries. Yeah. No, really the, the whole take on it is that these are conspiracies that right. we, you know. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, tune in to Fancy Drews on SoundCloud. Tim and I talk about Jeffrey Epstein and uh, pedophile cults. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have, uh, Jason. I think that was a really good note to end on. The words pedophile cult, pedophile so I have cult. nothing to say. Rad. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the first episode of Viking using the brand new rules Mothership, a sci-fi horror RPG. Everyone have a fantastic Halloween, and we'll see you guys after Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.